Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Stating the Fat Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Harris, and just welcome to another episode. Um, before we get started, you know, well, let's just go ahead and get started. Um, quite a bit we need to discuss, break down a couple of topics, things that just been taking place just over just over this past weekend, the week prior alone. So let's go ahead and first of all, for those who don't know, no, I'm not really the biggest fan of President Joe Biden. Um, like you put this man in the office and he has not done a damn thing to reciprocate and show his appreciation for the African-Americans who put him into office. But as we all know, he has been a biggest, big, huge supporter of the Ukraine getting involved in a war that has nothing to do with the U.S. whatsoever that I am definitely not for. Um, if you can give millions and billions of dollars to them, but you're not willing to do anything for the African-American community who has supported you, even when you have continuously shitted on us, I'm not definitely riding for you. But recently, the president has requested $33 what, million, $33 million or billion dollars in order to give to the Ukraine and just to help them out in their war efforts. He's already supplied them with weapons and God knows what else, but he wants to continue doing so because apparently that's who he cares about and not the people who continuously put him in office. So here's just him talking about just a little excerpt of him kind of discussing what he's willing to do for these folks. Humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. So, your president of the United States of America wants to give the pensions and a little something, a little something in their pockets. Must be nice. That man has not suggested putting a little something in the pockets of the people who put him in office. Just real interesting how the people you put in office, how they treat you, what the priorities are. The truth of the matter is, do you blame him? He wasn't held accountable before he's getting into that position. He's never been held, held accountable. Hopefully people will notice now with the election, another election right around the corner, maybe they'll realize, maybe they'll remember and realize that this guy ain't for you. He did not do anything for you. And maybe we should stop with the lesser of two evils because at the end of the day, we are still getting shitted on. So, again, oh, it was, it, I was correct, it was $33 billion in additional aid to the Ukraine. $33 billion. Do you know what $33 billion <laughs> can do for African-Americans today. It will be a game changer. $33 million being spread throughout the throughout communities in this country. That's, that, that's a reparations right there for those 
who are wanting reparations, that's your reparations right there. Your reparations are going to the Ukraine, my people. That's where your that is where your reparations are going. When they sit there and tell you and they make excuses on why they can't give it or they have to talk about it. They have to discuss it. They have to keep doing the study as if we ain't that study's done for 40, 50 years now. Probably about 50, 60 years we've had study on reparations. But he can get on TV and tell you what he is going to do. Nobody's doing a study on how helping the Ukrainians out will somehow benefit us. Somehow if nobody's having a study on how it's just amazing. This is going to be a great thing. Nobody is doing any of that. And I just find it very interesting <laughs> how that all works out in the long run. How when we, we sit back and we contemplate and we think about these things and when it comes to black people, everything has to be a discussion. Everything has to be, uh, we're gonna talk about it. We're going to do a study on it. We're going to break it down. It's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on. It's quite a bit. But not for us. But I'm going to get off that topic right now. I'm not going to be a dead horse on the Ukraine. Basically, I don't think we, we don't have a dog in the fight. Um, I think unless we're looking at the Ukraine being a strict, some kind of strategic hole for the U.S., because my guess is if, if the president in the United States is giving this kind of funding, then there's something in the long run. We done made a, a deal where we're going to have access to the Ukraine, where we're going to be able to just kind of post soldiers, do whatever, and sit in, the, in Russia's backyard. Then on to other topics. For all you know, for those who know, Next weekend, one of my favorite franchises, Creed Three, is coming out next Friday. Michael B. Jordan has been pretty much he's been the man for the last couple of years. The man is very talented, done everything he had to do. But recently, during an interview, Michael B. Jordan was, I guess, was being interviewed by, I believe. Laurie, I believe that's her name. If I'm not if I'm wrong, please forgive me. But uh, I guess she brought the fact that he was, they called him corny some years ago, back when they were in high school together. And I guess she tried to kind of just bring that back to his attention that, they, that they're familiar, they knew each other, and he just kind of like, Michael B., he, he wasn't playing that. <laughs> you know, Sometimes the people you disrespect, whether sometimes years later, they, they come back correct and they remember everything you did. <laughs> so here's the interview of Michael B. right now being interviewed. And, you know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? Corny kid, right? <laughs> no. 
I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan calls out a former classmate for making fun of him, and it is awkward. Why y'all trying to start drama over here? The whole thing went down on the red carpet at a screening of Michael's flick, Creed 3 in Atlanta, after he was approached for an interview by L'Oreal, the host of the Morning Hustle show, who reminded him they grew up together. And, you know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? Porky, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say I said we used to make fun of the name. But, yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. Yeah, so that corny comment comes from a 2021 episode of the Undressing Room podcast, where L'Oreal, her co-host Eva Marcille, and Dominique DeDiva talked about the actor. I think that Michael B. Jordan is just like a nice corny guy. And I don't mean that as a slight, right? I mean, we all know that the nice corny guys treat you the best. To be fair, it was actually Eva who called Michael corny. But L'Oreal did admit that in high school, she used to make fun of him. To be honest with you, we... So, the corny dude. It's funny because you, this woman sitting here with this dumbass, stupid-ass blonde wig on her head. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure she was some, she was probably fine back in the day, back in high school. I'm sure all the dudes were chasing after her. She all right now, you know. Time no time catches up to us all. But now he done got away, got his money up, he done got in shape. This man making blockbuster movies. Hell, just call it what it is. The man has become a sex symbol. And now you're sitting there interviewing this guy. And he was gracious enough to continue with the interview. But he kind of let you know and he reminded you. I was I'm, I'm the corny. I was the corny dude. And now when we're trying to say, well, you know, corny dude is not a bad thing. You know, corny, you know, corny is our way of just saying you was the nice guy. Okay, but you but you wasn't checking for the corny dude. Because the corny dude was kind of calling somebody a corny dude was not a good thing. You didn't sit there and say, he's the corny dude, and let me go get this corny dude and date him. No, he was the corny dude, and you didn't want to fuck with him. Now this dude got women chasing after him. He's somebody. He done surpassed you. The little corny things he was doing, the headshots, that was, that was the man trying to make his money. The man was on his grind at an early age. And y'all called him corny for it. And now you want to sit there and smell this dude. He, 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 Michael B. It's up. No. No. He, he, he didn't pull that fake shit either. <laughs> he wouldn't have it. He wasn't playing with it. He was, he let, him, he let him know. And people sitting there talking about he should let it go. He could have been more. No. 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 Because if she was on the other foot. And she sat there and told him, look at me now. You make fun of me. Everybody be like, yeah, girl. Yes, girl. Do, do your thing, girl. Tell him. Let him know. No, and he wasn't doing that. He didn't do it. He just kind of reminded I'm the corny dude. He put that out there. Michael B. did his thing, stepped up, do his thing. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Creed because I have a feeling that I think this this trilogy is gonna be is definitely gonna be up there with, with the last one. I'm hoping that it can move on. It's not it don't just end with a trilogy. 
I'm definitely hoping that Creed 3 goes on. If Rocky can get Rocky through one through six, and we sat there and looked at Rocky with his bad act, his bad acting ass. The fight scene where he's just basically throwing uncoordinated punches. If we can we can sit through all that, then we can sit through at least another six Creed films. <laughs> yeah, that's just my opinion on that one. Um, another thing, this past weekend we had the NAACP Awards. Now, for those who know, I, who knows, I just ain't really checked in the, the, those awards in just a minute. They just, they don't really seem to stem around, this is a black award show, but it's always been kind of throwing agendas, not really just kind of just, not really giving us what 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 we are? It's basically in the, it's a it's just a, it's a white run organization in the background it has been for years always has been and it's getting more and more blatantly that it's become more about other agendas than it has for the success and the push of black people. They push us to vote it vote for Joe Biden and even though he wasn't going he didn't say anything about doing shit for us. But this past weekend, Gabriel Union, Dwayne Wade. Both received the President's Award, and I know many people are kind of wondering what the hell did they get a President's Award for. They pretty much got the President's Award for, I guess, pretty much supporting Dwayne Wade's son, who is now his daughter, Zia Wade, for, I guess, just basically supporting her and her change and just kind of being their support. Same with Gabrielle Union, stepmother being their support. For all we know, all everybody knows these two were kind of seen flash. Well, I'll I'll give y'all a speech. They came up there and made a speech. They made a very interesting speech, you know. And I'm also I'm more as a parent, support your kid, don't support your kid, whatever you feel. It's good to support your kid in their dreams and whatnot. But even in the speech, you can just kind of hear it. There's an agenda. There was some talking down to. There's a lot of nonsense in there. A lot of a lot of bullshit that we were being fed. The audience was being fed. You kind of see some people in the audience. They were kind of like, eh. Some people that kind of had some low key kind of class. People trying to just sit and watch. So here we go. Just gonna play the speech for you. As we know, it takes a village. It takes a community. Uh, we stand up here today as two people who have worked tirelessly, tirelessly to have resources and access. As two people willing to use our microphones for what we believe and what other families are going through. I'm intentional when I use my platform. I recognize what I've been given and it is my job to uplift the voices of others and share my access and resources. I want to take this moment to publicly speak to our daughter, Zaya. Zaya, as your father, all I wanted to do was get it right. I've sat back and watched how gracefully you've taken on the public, the public scrutiny. And even though it's not easy, I watched you walk out of that house every morning as yourself. I admire how you've handled the ignorance in our world. I admire it. 
that you face every day. To say that your village is proud of you is an understatement. Thank you for showing me that there's more than just one way to communicate effectively. You taught me that communication with my mouth isn't enough. I have to also communicate with my two ears and my two eyes. As your father, my job isn't to create a, a version of myself or direct your future. My role is to be a facilitator to your hopes, your wishes, your dreams. Okay, now I'm gonna pause that real quick before we go on to Gabriel's speech. Now, it's interesting. They talk about the public scrutiny. Um, don't get me wrong. There's, there's always, I'm a firm believer that, and I, I recognize that when you come out transgender and you decide to change, you decide you want to be another sex and change that, you feel you were born this way. I understand perfectly that there's going to be some public scrutiny. Some people, there are people out there who are going to have their opinions. Not, but not everything, not every opinion is public scrutiny. If somebody sits there and says that you shouldn't allow this change, this, this young man to change his sex until he's 18, that's an opinion. It can be argued that probably should that a child should not be allowed to make adult decisions until they're adult, make adult until they're adult. That's not scrutiny. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. We all have different opinions on what should be. It's not scrutiny. Now there is scrutiny when people are talking trash and being very disrespectful. That's another thing. But to kind of sit there and just kind of this this youth is somebody you have intentionally have paraded around and put in front of a camera, um, taken to shows. You took a kid who was clearly going through a change, which. No one's saying that this, this his eyes should be hid in the closet. But you took a situation where a kid is maybe going to school in a dress, maybe doing some other stuff and being out there wearing a bathing suit at the pool, maybe at a public pool or something. And I understand you're a D-Wade. Wherever you go, cameras gonna follow, this youth is gonna follow. But you have taken it, but he has taken it from we're just living a normal life and we just have to be celebrities to basically, I'm basically throwing this person in the limelight in the front, in front up, paraded up front ahead of us and then being upset that somebody has an opinion. The reason you are parading this person around is because you want to make a, you want to make a, you make a statement. And whenever you make a statement, be prepared for anybody to make a statement back. To have an opinion on your statement or your views. That is the world we live in. You cannot do nothing, whether it's your job, whether it's taking a, a trash to the curb the night before, <laughs> trash day, going to the store, buying groceries. Everything warrants an opinion. And if you if you parade to you learn, if you put it out there in the universe, be prepared for someone to speak on it and don't be upset and try to shame somebody for speaking on it. Because that same person can throw that back in your face, and rightfully so. So Gabriel Union, who is the stepmother, which, which is interesting. I'm, I'm going to go into that one after we hear her, her speech. Because she decided, she, she said some bullshit, and she really made it a point to talk down on 
black folks, but here we go. Zaya, you've made me a better human just simply by being who you were born to be, our baby girl, Zaya Wade. So baby, thank you for showing the world what courage looks like. I'm proud that I was chosen to stand in place as your father. And thank you so much to the NAACP for this incredible honor. Thank you, Derek and the NAACP. It's, it's humbling to stand here surrounded by friends and heroes, OGs and icons, all working to advance the lives of black people and pay respect to an organization that has led us through over a century of relentless challenge, pain, triumph, and change. And now stands with us again at the foot of a very new era of activism. A new era that demands our collective answer to one simple question. Will we fight for some, or will we fight for all of our people? Let's just name a couple hard truths. First, the intersection of black rights and the rights of the LGBTQIA, trans and gender non-conforming people continues to be rough. It's a huge understatement. Even as we demand equality at the top of our lungs, we consistently fail to extend our advocacy to protect some of our most vulnerable among us. And second, black trans people are being targeted, terrorized, and hunted in this country. Every day, everywhere. And there's rarely a whisper about it. We honestly don't approach this work as, as, as activists or leaders as, as much as we do this as parents. Parents who love our children and will do, will do whatever the hell we can to, to, to keep them seen and secure and safe. This is a conversation worth having in ways that can actually build bridges, right? That don't fan the flames of hatred or division. That don't enable lawmakers or justice systems to look the other way when black trans people are under attack. drive more young people to hate themselves or harm themselves. They don't cost people their lives. So we are humbled and we are hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful, we are hopeful that we may witness a real shift in the fight for justice. The moment the movement makes room for everyone, everyone. Thank you. Okay, now you've heard it. Clearly, one clearly, um, Gabrielle is auditioning for her next role. She's up there speaking and talking down as if somehow the movement is pretty much. Here's my thing: if you're fighting for black people, automatically, if you're black, you just kind of fall into it. If you're if you're fighting for black people not to be killed, 
that falls whether you're a Christian, Muslim, LGBTQ, um, straight, whatever you are, if you're atheist, you fall into the black concept. Another thing, this isn't even her child. Now, I know your stepmother, step up for your, your stepmother, but let's be realistic. Gabby doesn't even acknowledge the so-called break baby. The break baby doesn't exist in their world. <laughs> but apparently, but we're going to constantly disrespect because let's be realistic. Zyway's mother fought against the courts to allow, I felt that Zy was too young to make the decision to change the legally change the name and go through this and change the birth certificate. And the court basically sided with D. Wade and Gabrielle Union. Now, I don't know if too many people know about this. You have fathers who have fought for their rights to not be an every other weekend dad and the courts will sit there and make you a weekend, every other weekend dad in a heartbeat, cutting the time you have with your kid down. But you want to make a child a girl. You want, but the black people want to make black their black sons into black girls. Full support. Mother's opinion don't mean shit in that aspect. They got this woman looking crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. His ex, his ex is. She's not perfect, just like D Wade ain't perfect. But they got her out of like she crazy and everything she says. The mother just don't mean shit. I've never seen a mother just have no rights whatsoever. She ain't done nothing to them kids that bad that we have seen that where her where she's just made to be the crazy mama and just ain't shit. Gabby talking down to people as if she wasn't the mean girl in Hollywood for twenty damn years, and now now her now she becomes so relevant that she basically her claim to fame is trying to get an NAACP award. Or some shit that they ain't even really doing. Besides putting pushing Zy up to the front of the forefront. In the intersectionality with LGBTQ plus community, yes, I is there really an intersectionality? Cause honestly, for those who haven't watched the film Book Breaking, y'all should definitely check that out by Tariq Nasheed. People pretend to forget that the slave masters who were raping these men, black men and black boys who were slaves. They didn't just rape the black girls and the black women. They raped the black men and the black women. And here's the thing, if you are a man and you are raping other men and boys, there's a part of you that is gay. You may have a wife, but you are bisexual. Therefore, you are the member of the LGBTQ community and you have done harm to black people. These, so, we can sit there and say, yes, white supremacy is straight white men, but it's also straight, it's also white members of the LGBT community who have never really shared resources with black folks, who have never really stood entirely, you may have some people sprinkling there, but entirely never really, there's never really been an intersexual, intersexuality of that. So while Gabri's throwing these stones, he pointing fingers and talking about this, yes, they're being killed. There's black transgender folks are being killed are, are being killed out there. But they're being killed by members of the same community, and they're also being killed by white members. There's no black folks really out there just killing and abusing these folks. 
you want they want credit for allowing their their son, who is now their daughter, who they now transitioned to their daughter. They want credit for allowing this this kid to put on a dress. And you know, be supportive. If that's what Zyre wants to do, be supportive. Nothing's wrong with that. But to sit there and be handed an award and everybody's sitting there scratching their head like, why the hell they got the award? Everybody's right now is trying to figure out why the hell they got this damn award. It's it, it's interesting and it's a push because just like when um, Bruce Jenner, when he became Caitlyn and he became Woman of the Year and people sitting there scratching their head like, okay, there's women out there who've done so much, who deserve this award. And you made this man who basically turned into a woman a couple months ago and you gave him the Women of the Award, and Women of the Year Award, and people kind of wondering like, okay, how, how can we not call this an agenda? So Gabby... Not nice job applying, uh, you know, going for your audition. Um, I'm sure Hollywood execs have noticed, and you'll probably be picked for a couple roles soon enough. Um, D Wade, I, dude, and people know I'm a I've always, I've been a D Wade fan since he ended the NBA. I predicted he would get a championship for LeBron, and my prediction came true. He just, this man has just gone. To a whole nother side that I didn't even have, I didn't even have time to even address at this moment. But um, that, that that's that's it for our show today. Um, I'll catch y'all next week, and y'all be good. And once again, state the facts. Absolutely necessary.